I'd like to welcome everyone to tonight's shir. All the men who are here in the main shul, all the women who are upstairs and downstairs, everyone who's tuning in through Kalalashan and the live broadcast. to everyone. I'd like to give a big shakayach to Mr. and Mrs. Aaron Tauber for the support of tonight's shir. Be lenishmas alvish Rabbi Yosef ben Abahan alav Shalom, whose 50th yard is tonight. Chav Ches Tamos lenishmosay through Rabbi Tzorachayim. Tonight we have the cover to have with us once again Rabbi Yosef Weiner Schlitter, Rovin Kilashara Shemaim, Wesley Hills, came to speak to us on the important topic of family dynamics, monetary issues, and other responsibilities. I'd like to remind the Olam that Egan Shiratai relies on the support of the Tzibur to bring the Shirim to the community. Call 718-851-8651 or email tapecenter at yeshivanet.com and sponsor a Shir on a have a chaylek in the Harbotsas Atara de Rabbim. It's my cover to call on Ravina Shlita for tonight's year. It's always a cover and a pleasure to be back. Thank you, Rabbi Bold and all the very hush of assistants who set up in such short amount of time and the speed and accuracy almost is it tall enough? Okay. <laughs> testing, testing. We have, as usual, a, a tremendous amount of material to cover and we're not going to do it. Last year we covered uh, almost 40%. If you weren't here last year, it's not Ma'akev, but we're going to continue on many of the family issues. Family issues, Kibbutz Aim, Chinuch, spousal is a never-ending topic, and after tonight, Cheshish will have a few more years. The material on the table, I don't bring the CDs anymore, they're too cumbersome, so... Uh, Yid Tzaddik in the shul managed to fit well over a thousand shirim in a USB, uh, which is free because all the shirim are free. We just charge ten dollars to make another USB. If you could do it for me, I, I would say please copy as many as you want, and uh, spread it around. It just saves us time. So uh, you can help yourself on the table upstairs and downstairs. And there are some, I think the last twenty or thirty of the remaining copies of this uh, printing of the contemporary halacha. You can help yourself as well. The topic this past year in my shul for night seder was kibbutz of aim. It's one, two simonim, depending on how you count them, in Shulchan Aruch. Much to my amazement, it just ended. It was well over 100 shirim, just on kibbutz of aim. And tonight's topic is not only on kibbutz of aim. So the daring attempt to try to give a synopsis is, I think, even for me, too daring. Because I'm going to speak too quickly. So I took off what I think is a section of them which focuses on monetary issues. And I would also like to get to time permitting some monetary issues, parents vis-a-vis -vis children, like whose money is that bar mitzvah gift? That's a question I've been asked many times, interestingly enough. 
the second part, if we get to it, if not for next year, will be the money sharing and other pressurized issues within the spouses. Um, so let's begin. The keep it of aim aspect we'll, spoke, we'll focus on before I begin the halachas, and I hope many of these shailas are not nagged to anybody here. And if you call afterwards to get some details, because this is going to be in broad strokes, you must, if you ever face with these shailas, ask a shaila for each scenario, because a slight detail will change it. That's true in any area of halacha, certainly when it comes to interpersonal relationships, fitting it in with the Ben Al-Machavir, Ben Al-Makam, and as Agdama, I'd like to mention two things. Number one, Kibbut Avayim is in the Aser Zadibit for a reason. It's one of the more challenging mitzvahs because if you're Zaycha to have parents and live near your parents, you're Zaycha to have children and trying to be Machanach them to keep the dinim while being a parent that's balancing the Machila aspect versus the demand for some Yira and some covered, which has been certainly downplayed Rightfully so in certain areas. We've bent the tree too far in other areas. General problem whenever you try to fix something, you've got to make sure the tree's in the middle, which is hard to do. And for the children in the room, it's important to know that this is a din that comes up all the time, and if your children are coming home, Bacham are coming home, Ben Azmanim, the Peskim had an interesting Lashon, like Shleshim Yem Kedemachag, you have to chazer over the dinim of Pesach and Shavuos and Sukkot. So before you walk in the door, you have to chazer over and learn some of the halachas, hashkafas, and musar of it. And as grown adults, if your parents are still alive, Baruch Hashem, and you have the opportunity to visit them, it behooves you to do a little chazer and a little mental synopsis before you walk in the door. Because otherwise we assume, I've been doing this so many years, if I don't have it down pat by now, it's too late. It's not true. It's always being improved on, and I, I feel that a lot of the people just don't know the parameters. Most of these dinim have parameters, and they all have parameters, but you have to know how to apply it to your situation. So look at it as an opportunity. If uh, rare occasion you're losing the battle more often than you're winning, so then it's a question of how often you should be visiting. If it's you're in negative territory, many people love that line because, oh, I'm, I'm putter. You don't want to be part of this Zerichas Yaman for you. You don't want your children to be part of Zerichas Yaman for them. You want them to be able to exercise their rights and their privilege to be Machabid, the parents. You also have to know when it becomes the law of diminishing returns. The Milo Kibbutz Aim is that besides being from the Chamurus of all the Dinim, both in the challenge, the opportunity, and in the Schar, only two places, the promise of Zerichas Yamim. It's also an opportunity just in the Beron Chavera aspect. The Achrenim discusses it, Beron Chavera, Beron Lamakam, it's probably a little above. Haftar Lech Chamaycha is Beron Yidin. You can make it by parents even more. Haftar Lech Chamaycha is something that we apply sometimes selectively. We choose which people we want to like and which people we don't want to like. Well, here the Torah says you have to love them. The Chayadam brings down that a chilek of the mitzvah kibbutz of aim, besides the kibbutz and the servicing, and not being says to the ram and not arguing with them, and the asays and lesses says you have to actually love them. That's a chiddush to a lot of people. They say, well, that should come naturally. Well, 
most good scenarios it does. And once in a while, in a troubled relationship, it doesn't always, depending on the tkufa. But it's not real kibbut if you don't respect them and you don't have that ava. And we'll pick up on that later. So it's a chance to makayim after It's a chance to be down the kaf's which you have to do for all yidin, kosher came for parents, and all the other ben adam lechaveru issues which we try to focus on and struggle day in and day out. Let's discuss first the chayadam. The chayadam does say you should look at them as people who are gedolim and nechbedei aretz. And what if they're not? Gedolim, nechbedei aretz. What if they're like average? So the chayadam knew that kasha. Chayin Shalevis has a famous shmuz in his uh, his kabbalah is that you have to try to focus on a midah or two where they excel and focus on that unless they excel in everything. And the taka are from the nechbadeh and gedeh li'elam. But if not, everybody's good at many things and certain people are better at some things. You should try to find those midahs and look hard. Somebody who grew up with parents who went through the Holocaust, you don't have to look very far. If they survived the Satmarov and they used to ask for a bracha, they said, just walk into any shtibol in the morning, it picks up his sleeve. If there's a number on there and he's putting on tefillin, he's already a hero. So that's for two generations ago, an easy way to be mechabedem. Everybody's a hero. You just have to find out where it is and focus on that, both the Ava and the COVID. The Chutzani of Nisim Shlita says that there's another angle, not a steer, to the first one, and that is, what would you do for somebody who saved your life? What would you do for somebody who saved you from financial ruin? What would you do for somebody who brought you up? Saved your life from Ruchnius and Gashmius? The answer is everything. Do you focus on the fact that they are inherently very choshev, it doesn't make a difference. To you, they're your heroes. And he says that's an insight in how to try to maximize and fulfill this, this chayodam, which is brought down from Kadmonim. So this is something to think about as we dive into the more challenging scenarios. One more, Meshachachma, fascinating Meshachachma. The Pasuk in Eschanan, Kabeis Avicha, is a Mechachach, Hashem. So the Meshachachma says, Kashir Sifcha Hashem, even though Akar Satayv dictates that you have full kibbutz and Yura from them, Kashir Sifcha Hashem means it's Xeris Akasim. So what does that mean? Well, it means even if you don't understand it and even if you think you're right, that's a common human condition and you still have to mechabadem unless what they're saying or doing is going to swing a national election or do some damage. You can't really argue unless they ask your opinion. It's one of the first to Sifim and Hechus Kibbutz Avaim. Meshachachma says, and what happens if you come up with the brilliant or not so brilliant argument that, well, they really didn't do too much for me, which is probably not true. But I've had many discussions with young adults. They say, well, one Chacham told me, he was 16. He said, isn't there a Gemara in Erevin that it's better we shouldn't have been created? I thought that was an original line. I've heard it since then a few times. I said, yeah, the Gemara, though, doesn't negate the Karasatayv of those who helped create you. certainly doesn't negate the Hakar of those who nurtured you and fed you and put up with all your shenanigans and helped you get to where you want to go. So he said, what happens if I'm um, losing the battle and I'm in negative territory? I said, do tshuva. 
What does that do with them? So he liked to have him in a Beisham Beisil, argue for so many years, and they, 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 we ended up asking, it's uh, nothing to do with Kibbutz Avim. So get rid of that argument. The second argument, what happens if uh, the Taka did a very bad job, which is, again, an accusation you'll hear from some people sometimes. It's true. Most of the time, they're trying their best. Or if the child was adopted and they don't know their parents, they don't know who they are, they certainly they heard they were adopted on day one or hour one, and the parents didn't do anything to bring them up and feed them. Well, still had them. That's already uh, one mile. Without her, he wouldn't be here. And the Meshach Chachma says, it's irrelevant, Kashir Tzivcha Hashem is Dafka in the Midbar. He says something very interesting. He says in the Midbar, the parents didn't have to do any laundry because the Anonim dry clean 24-7. Maybe 24-6, I don't know. Maybe it happened on Shabbos. And the mon fell down in a shamayim. And there's Be'er Miriam. Uh, so that means no shopping, no cooking. And the kids loved it because you could just think about ice cream and the mon became ice cream. And pizza, you can eat whatever you want. And no laundry. Now, in reality, the Meshach Chachmat knows that's not the real... Input to the parent is not that they're feeding you and doing your laundry. But that's a big part of the load, especially Shisha Bekeresecha. Each family here had about 97 children. So, Shemeshach Hapma says, Kasher Sifcha Hashem in the Midbar, even though you can claim they don't do the regular things parents do in running a household, it doesn't make a difference. The reason it doesn't make a difference is it's a custom, but even if you look into the Tom, they still had you. And they're still giving you direction in your Ruchnius. And even if they didn't, and even if they weren't from, there are more paskins for parents or Rosham, there's no kibud. The Machaber says there is kibud. Echaim suggests you machmer for the Chaber, even though Mikadin, Ashkenazim, Pasalink, there are more, but it's irrelevant. Uh, it's hard to find good Rosham these days, Baruch Hashem. They don't make them like they used to. Most of them are a teenish and ishba. They didn't know any better. You, you decided they were Rosham. The Al-Choshokhan says already, Rosham doesn't mean they did Averis. It means they did really horrible things on a consistent basis and it was their fault. So when the teenagers, by and large, start with that taina, I tell them it's probably not good to paskin anybody's a Russia, certainly your parents, even if you happen to be in a tight spot and in a machlekes with them. Once in a while, there are horrible cases where the Taka did horrible things and... You have to tell the kid you're potter and get away because psychologically you're not going to survive, and I will get to more of that later. But that's uh, hopefully relatively rare. So Meshach Chachma says, Kasher Sifcha Hashem, is even if they didn't do what you think they should be doing, it's irrelevant. Let's begin. Two Shilas. I'll share with you the first two. Zilberstein always has interesting ones, and in Kibbutz Aim. He has two of them, which, uh, again, I hope these are not negated to anybody. The din is that if the father asks for something, the mother asks for something at the same time, you first get the coffee for the father and then the mother. Of course, the right thing to do when the father finds out that the mother also asks for a coffee, he stops you and tells you, go get one for mommy. And then she says, no, take care of Tati first, and they have a huge machlekes on which one he should do. That's the normal scenario. And... Um, and then the kids learn something about Midas and Shalom Bayas, and everybody's uh, good to go. If Lamaisa, the father, needs his coffee ASAP because he's falling asleep in his middle of a concise, a very common scenario, and he needs it desperately, so then he can ask for it first. If they're no longer married, unfortunately, 
Shailen the Peskim, no longer married because one of them is no longer alive, but let's leave that one for a different year. They're no longer married because unfortunately they got a divorce. Now the din is clearly in the Mechaber. You could pick whichever one you want, which is a dangerous game also. So I think it's just better to, when you're visiting one, you just do everything you're supposed to do. How often when you're visiting one does the other one call and say, I need a cup of coffee now? Unless he's following you around and trying to cause trouble, which is this next Shiloh. A fellow was a warning, uh, terrorizing his son, who was about to make a chasna, that if he invites his mother, he's not coming. I've dealt with this before. Um, dealt with the Baba Mitzvahs and other such simchas. Good way to ruin a simcha. And uh, he says more than that. He says, not only am I not coming, I'm not paying. That raises the ante. Now, normally the fallback position would be, why give in to terrorism? You know, he's making the request, so why? Uh, so that's, uh, in a perfect scenario, that's probably the psak. It would be a very short chuva. Problem over here is the kid in this particular story uh, couldn't afford it. And if a father doesn't pay, he's not going to have a chasna. Now, truth be told, it doesn't really cost anything to make a chasna. A shavaputa. Harayat can be done with a shavaputa. It's a bag of popcorn. Uh, I'm not saying that's great for Shalom Bias, but Lamaisa, uh, he's normal, and he knows you can make a chasna without money, but nobody makes chasna without money. So what's the din? So there's a famous run by the story of Dhamma Benesina, which any shear on this is always referenced to try to figure out what's going on. This very uh, from guy who uh, did keep it of aim in an incredible way, Shailon and Mepharshim, why... The Gemara only found one case, and, he, and it's a guy in Ashkelon. Gans Klai Yisrael, Deri Deris, they only found one case. Not for now, but Hello Deverhu. And we all know they came to buy uh, the Evan they needed for the Cheshen, and the key was on his father's pillow, and he didn't wake him up. So the Ron says that we paskin, and for tonight's Shia, this is very important to get the Lushen. Gemara Shaila, who pays the expenses and keep it of aim? Mishalav and Mishal Ben. And we paskin Mishalav Allah Mishal Ben. The father pays if he can afford it. If he can't, well, Mr. Shem gets to that as well. So, the Ron asks, we paskin Mishalav Allah Mishal Ben. So, why should he have to take a loss on this? He should be able to wake his father up. Ramesha mentions in a truva that it's obvious his father wasn't too normal. Because if you wake up your father, you say, Ty, you'd be so proud of me. I just lost a $100 million profit. So, he'd probably shoot. That's not a normal thing. But he knew his father wanted to sleep. The Chiddush over here is, is, even though it's not a normal thing, most people wouldn't want to sleep with a prophet like this. They wake me up, I'll go back to sleep. I'll go to Florida after this and go back to sleep. But you can't speak to that. If he wants to sleep and he's Bobby Aguirre, I don't want to, I made enough money already. I just want to sleep, leave me alone. So that is included in the keyboard, even though to most people it wouldn't make much sense. And his mother, you know, from the other Gemara, who spitted him, ripped his clothing, so... It's obviously in Geffen, in Geffen. They're both not too normal. And, uh, but you have to mechabit that. If it's not doing damage, then you have to mechabit. The Ram wants to know why. Why does he have to give up his money? So first answer is that we pass him Ben, but not if you're being Mitzayar, the parent. Then you've got to give up your own money. And the second terrorist is this wasn't a loss. This is Menias Revach. You're just giving up profit. You're not losing money. The stone was still in the safe. He just didn't have the key. It'll be there for another day. These two teirutsim are very important. We'll see soon. It's a machlekes, possibly the mechaber the And he asked Rabbi Yashiv what the din here would be. Rabbi Yashiv says, if the money's in the bag already, he already said he's going to pay. 
And he says, if he's a Nehman, Shaila Zizi, he sounds like a Russia. But if he's a Nehman, he takes his word for it, then the money's there, and by inviting his mother, he's giving up the $20,000 that it takes to make the chasna, then to give up the money, according to one territory, he's not Muchayiv to do. And that's the way the Ramah would paskin. And Rabbi Yashav warns, before you act on that and disinvite your mother, you should be careful because he doesn't sound like he has too much name on this in the first place. There's another scenario which Shevet Alevi has a chuvan where this is a little bit more common where the son either is asking the father for some money for whatever he wants to buy or the father offered him money and he's worried maybe he forgot about the offer so he wants to go and remind the father he needs X amount of money for this project or whatever he wants to buy, but he also knows that the mother gets very nervous when the father gives too much money to the kids. And either there's a shortage of money or psychologically she thinks there's a shortage of money or she thinks she's not getting a big enough slice of the pie. I've dealt with all of the above. Normal people. Some of these are less normal. That, that's not an uncommon scenario. It depends how much money the kids are getting and how spoiled they might be and what the father's spending on. And the child now is faced with the shayla. He either planned on asking for it or the father said he'd give it to him, but now he just has to ask him for the money or the credit card. And it gets his mother a little nervous. Is he allowed to ask? The shayla Alevi has a long tooth on this. This is not so push it. The case, the shayla Alevi says, assuming there's enough money for everybody, she's getting everything she needs. So she decides she wants to be nervous about it. So she's nervous about it, so I have to give up money now. So it depends on how nervous and how much you need the money. At the end of the day, you don't want to get your mother aggravated. So if you're taking the money for something, even if you can because the father wants to give it to you, and now you're not, so are you not, and therefore you're not going to take a vacation? No, no. Your mother won't get aggro. Or is it something that this is the 20th time it's happened and every time I ask my father for the money or he tells me whenever you need it, just come to me, uh, causes a shalom bias issue and I'm aggravating my mother. Well, Shevel Levy mentions it might come a point that you're aggravating the father because he wants to give you the money and it's his machas. And he even mentions at the end that if he's giving you a lot of money, like constant support and you're learning, if the father's nachas, he wants to do it and the mother's complaining that... Uh, she feels, maybe she's right, but she feels that's not enough to go around. Amaisa, it's uh, the parents' decisions, the father's decision. Don't get involved in the between them, but for a frivolous thing, it's certainly not Kedai. Meaning, if there's pressure in the house and there are sikhsukhim about money, which does happen in certain households, you've got to be careful that you're not doing something as a child to be asking for too much or taking too much that creates more of a pressurized situation. And over here, General Biosha says, technically, if the money was promised and it's sort of in the bag, you might not have to give it up, and you might have to tell your mother that, I feel horrible, what do you want me to do? And the mother might say, look, if the choice is, I can't afford it, you can't afford it, the choice is no chasna, I'll stay home and watch the video, even though it's a terrible thing. You'll say, we shouldn't give in to terrorism. Okay, of course we shouldn't, but what happens if the chasna is in three nights and it's not going on and he's serious? It's a pretty drastic scenario. I hope if it ever comes up, it's uh, in a much more positive scenario. The second case he mentions, which also I ask everybody, as I do by all the shirim, don't quote anything out of context and stay for the end of the shir. And then on all these things, I have over 110, I think I mentioned, 
Uh, we're expanding on all of these. These are just the quick maskanas, so you can help yourself. Uh, some of them are on the hard drive. The rest are on the, on the website. And if we run out of hard drives, you can get it on the website as well as terrorstream.org. And they're all updated over there. And I think these two points took me about five nights. So we're not going to do justice to it now. We're just trying to put down parameters, starting with the extreme cases. The next extreme case, and I know there's always pushback on this as soon as somebody hears it. There's a very, very delicate balance between trying to figure out, and this needs the input of an objective third party, the children's uh, rabbeim if they're privy to it, uh, the rov of the family, a therapist if they're involved, and we have to protect the children, and we also have to teach them keep it of aim, and sometimes it goes one way, sometimes it goes the other way. This one, you have to have tremendous respect for this young 14-year-old boy who's obviously very mature. He tells a story that there was a kid who was just bar mitzvahed, and I think he said he was an eighth grader over here, 13, 14 years old. His father was um, an almond for a long time, which means he's a yasam as well, and the house really wasn't doing well, and the father wasn't doing well, and Baruch Hashem finally um, got married, Zivik Sheni, Starts off the case, is a wonderful lady, very geschickt, and the house is now going smoothly, and the father was very happy for the first time in many years. That's the good news. This kid was a star Talmud, and at the end of eighth grade, he started going downhill. The Rebbe pulled him aside, and after a long schmooze, finally got to the bottom of what's bothering me. There's no 13-year-old going to say this right away. And he told his Rebbe that, uh, again, the good news is she's a very uh, a lady and um, in terms of getting things done, my father's very happy. And I have a problem because whenever my father's around, she's very nice to me. And whenever he's not, she's pretty brutal. Now, brutal, no one's getting hurt. But in the truth over here, he's getting hit a little bit, not dangerously hit from the physical standpoint, wouldn't be much of a discussion over there, but psychologically, this could be very dangerous. And he's struggling because he knows that the only way this is going to stop, he asked her a number of times, like, why are you picking on me? And she mentioned something probably about Cinderella or something like that. Uh, I mean, this is like almost, it's a real story. It's almost like a, a classic example. She's not going to do it in front of the husband. It's a new husband, and they get along. And the problem is they get along very well, and the father's never been happier. And the kid is in turmoil because if he brings it up to his father, that's the end of their shalom bias. And if he doesn't bring it up, that might be the end of him. He doesn't know what to do. So, again, the therapy angle would say, and we have good from therapists in the community, would say, oh, that's, that's horrible, and it's horrible, and you've got to save the kid. The Rebbe, who knew him, as obviously got the Shaila, and Rabbi Yashu passed the Shaila, all knew that. And in terms of Hilchus Kibbutz Aim, is so chummer. If the kid is already struggling with that, means the Havamina, there might be another way to deal with this. And it's not so quick to ruin the father's life and take the wind out of his sails and after he finally got on his feet again to start a whole Sikhsuk in the house. On the other hand, if the kid can't handle it, he's only 13, 14 years old, a very mature 13, 14, the fact that he's even struggling with this and then blurt it out. Which means, again, when we bend the tree, you've got to make sure it ends up in the middle. Um, there are hundreds of cases that are dealt with, most of them a lot more cow than this, some of them worse. Um, the Kibbut of Aim has to be front and center. In order to pask in the Shaila, you have to be well aware of what the psychological, emotional angle could be over here in terms of the possible damage and the person you're talking to. There's no one size fits all. What can they handle? 
Kibbutz is all about what you can handle and how well can you do this mitzvah. And it's about giving nachas to the parents. It's about servicing the parents, which over here is not direct servicing. But he knows how happy his father is. He's been living in the house the last six years, and he was, wasn't happy the last five years. And now he's happy again. He doesn't want to ruin that, which is incredibly mature. And Rabbi Yoshev was not quick to say, definitely mention something to the father. Obviously, the first thing is maybe somebody else should write a nice you know, anonymous letter to the uh, uh, anonymous letter to the mother, and you know you can type print these things out today without signing it, and assuming she doesn't know fingerprinting, uh, just drop it off and say, "Have you, have you a day, have That uh, we know something's going on, and we don't want to tell your husband. And please cut it out. There are other ways to handle this. Push comes to shove, and that's not happening. So then, what do you do? But Yoshev said. You got to monitor it, and the Rebbe has to monitor it, and make sure the kid is being mesonephish, but is emotionally stable. And if that works, he gets incredible schar in saving his father, Simcha Sachayim. If he can't, because he's too young and too vulnerable, which might be the case, then you got to tell the father. But Halo Dever, who we would all say is Americans, no, 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 the first time he hears that, that's it, the, the kids, there's not a schiv, it's not a schiv, he wants to do the right thing. Part of keep it up, it's not just getting coffee for your father. It's uh, helping him out in life and not disrupting his menuchas anefesh, which will make him a better father. And often that point will be missed, and Rabbi Yoshev, as he's answering the question, does not say, is there a push it one way or another? He said it has to be monitored, and we have to think of another way to do it. But don't run to say something if the child is trying to be anefesh. And it's interesting. Zilbashi himself brings a raya, He quotes Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, interestingly enough. Rabbi Yaakov says that if a person is getting hit, not dangerously hit, the danger here is the emotion. A person is getting hit by a mitzvah. Doing a mitzvah, he knows he's going to get hit. Is he potter from the mitzvah? So we know by an assay, you've got to spend the 50 of your assets, up to a fifth. Let's just say, all your assets. No, getting hit. Tom out there, she just likes chaperoning him. She slaps him around a little bit. So the emotional issue could be a bigger danger. We're not downplaying that, but he said just the hitting itself, most people say, I don't have to. I'm doing a mitzvah, keep it I got to get hit. So he quotes Rabbi Yankiv. Rabbi Yankiv says that there is a three-way machloik is by giving mutzer, which we're not very good at. And when you give mutzer, you have to keep giving mutzer because most people don't listen to it the first time. Everybody gets very humble, mani, miani, I can't give musr until I'm perfect. Well, there's a pasuk acheret achiyach. If we waited until we were perfect, no one would ever be able to give anybody musr. So obviously the pasuk thinks not so. My example, I always, the biggest talker in the shul shouldn't be shushing people. Don't take the worst guy, but take guys that look at you, you give musr in a friendly way, I'm not good at this either, let's work on this together. And the guy doesn't like it, so you have to try again and again. The Gemara says, no, where are you putter? So one man says, Adnezifa. Until he just like gives you a very sour face. And the other mandama says, uh, And the other mandama says, Until you get hit. So Abiyakim says, Rav Shita is only a tour in Ochayat because if he's ready to hit you, then obviously you're not going to be effective anymore. Any other mitzvah, there is no such limitation. Unless there's going to be long-term emotional scarring or chasachal is physically dangerous. And that's why this shayla is not so pushed. It's not to downplay the psychological danger. It's to raise up our consideration of how chashiv kibbutz aim is and how much you have to be nice and effish. A good example of this 
the Balaturim says, and Pasuk Vayeshev says, Yaakovino came back, and he came to live by Yaakovino. The Balaturim wants to know, and he has rayas, only the Balaturim does. He has uh, similar words, which he finds throughout Tanakh to match things up in, in Tanakh, if it doesn't appear that often. And he says, in essence, never thought of this before I saw the Balaturim, says, Yaakovino went home to his father, the Duke Kibudav, and Esav HaRasha, with all his men, his army, was still there. And he walked into a lion's den. He says, Marshal Kashak me see some wild dogs, which means on the way back in Pasvishlach, he had a very frightening run in with them. And if you recall, to get rid of them, Esav offered, after they finally made up, why don't we walk together? And that's dangerous. Rukhnius and Gashmius and Yaakovina said, No, 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 I'm very slow with the kids and with the sheep. You go ahead, uh, manana, I'll meet you there sooner or later. That wasn't a lie. We're gonna lishpuras harisa. At the end of time, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there next day, the day after. You think Baruch Hashem, you finally every every year we read Vayishloch. I don't know. I'm sweating every single year. It's a dangerous encounter. And then Asa disappears. Paul term says not for long. Asa pride himself on one mitzvah. Keep it up, aim. That's his whole schus. So he went after Harseir back home to his father to do keep it up. Now what? This is not much dangerous. So Yaakovinu thought about it and said, look, I've been away for so many years. Esav has a schus. I need the schus also. I'm going, come what? Yeshu Yaakov, Eretz Megarei. Aviv, Amra, Mashazach, Esav, L'chol HaKavad HaZeh, B'schar HaKibun. Elev, Okuf, Atzmi. I'm going to force myself, even though I'm frightened, rightfully so, and it's dangerous. V'achabed is Avi B'chevron. Not for a bald term. It's real mysterious nefesh. There's an Arachayim HaKadosh, also a Pella. This is something to think about. It took me three nights to cover this, but I'll just throw out uh, the Pshat. You'll think about it on the way home. Arachayim HaKadosh wants to know, all the Mepharshim want to know, why didn't Yosef HaTzadik send a message to Yaakovina that I'm alive all the years? No email then. He wouldn't have had it. Send a message. There's a shortage of Shayaris Matsuyas from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim and back. So you said when he was a slave, he couldn't send the message. Okay, he's, he's uh, chief of staff before he's thrown into jail, and afterwards he was viceroy. Why did he send the message? He knows his father is sitting, Avelis of all these years, his father, like, it's the first opportunity. Why did he send the message? Couldn't leave, he had a job. Okay, so send the message. So, Elchai Makadosh says perhaps it was dangerous because if the brothers would find that he's alive, and he might let out the secret, they would come to seek him out to get rid of him again. He didn't know whether they did tshuva, and he didn't know, as you see from the next three parshas after that, he was trying to test them out to see if they did tshuva. Would they defend Binyamin, another son from Rachel? That's one consideration. Then the Archaim HaKadosh says that he was willing to take that risk, as we know he did when he went in the room alone with them, and they could have killed him, and the Kotsa Medrash actually tried to kill him, and Gavriel Amalek had to put them all at the side of the room until they sorted things out. That's when he said, on Yosef. So Chaim HaKadosh says, which in Hochus Kibbut Avim is, tr- is a tremendous Chiddush, he says he didn't want to embarrass them. Embarrass somebody, Barabim, you have to maybe get yourself killed. Maybe, as the Gemara Saita says, Mutuv Shiapa Lekivshanaish. So Taisa says, why isn't it in the Gimel of Eish Lechamurus? Mutuv? Mutuv sounds like you should. You have to. Taisa assumes you have to, and it's under Ritzicha. 
Tosis learns you have to mamish kill yourself. The Ram doesn't bring it down, and they say the Ramam held that mutav it was a midus chasidus, which is the problem of the Ramam. The Ram holds either mechivt to get killed, or it's not yarvayarvay. You can't volunteer, but mutav is at least an Indian, if not more. Yosef didn't want to send the message because as soon as he sent the message, Yaakovina would figure out that he was sold there. And it would be so embarrassing for his brothers and it would put them possibly in danger and Yaakovina would curse them. So he didn't send it in consideration for his brothers. No. So you have consideration for all the shift they cover versus consideration for his father. So what does his father lose? Don't know. This is an important, uh, you have other considerations that you're trying to keep uh, Shalom in the family. You don't want uh, siblings to be embarrassed. My guess is, but I'm not satisfied, that if you know the parents would agree with your cheshpin, by making that cheshpin, even though you're hurting the parents right now, then you can make such a cheshpin. Uh, I hope you're never in that situation. If your brothers try to sell you, please see me. Uh, but I, I think that's, um, that can have a lot of ramifications that you're making decisions now based on what your parents think, even though it caused them short-term tsar for the sake of the cohesiveness of the rest of the family. Tremendous chiddush. If the father asks you to do an avera, obviously don't listen. When I say father, I mean mother as well. The rush says that if the father tells the son not to speak to a certain individual, he's in a fight with somebody. It's a fascinating truth of the Michas Elazar where a son asked after his father had died, that he said his father told him that the reason he died, Mahmoud is because that guy babbled him. And Milchas Lazar says, do not run to the bank with this. Milchas Lazar says, in that case, he points out, there's a parsha that speaks about this, even though the rush is brought down on the Mechaber, that you can't continue family Mechaikas, and you can't keep up your father's fight, even if they ask you to. And in this particular case, Milchas Lazar is a tshuva, and he says, the father left a tzava that I shouldn't make up with this guy. No, it's against the rush. Mechaz Loza says, there you can. What's the raya? It's a whole parsha Chumash. Half a mesechta. Anybody? Two words. Starts with a gimel. I just gave it away. I didn't give it away. Dol Adam. Is not continuing Machlekes? Somebody killed his father, he's now going to take a shotgun and run after him and chase him all over creation. Why don't we just say, well, you don't continue Machlekes. He says, somebody bothered him to the extent they put him in Sakana, killed him? Of course you could. That's keep it up. Any other case, and I hope you never deal with such a case, any other case, usually perpetuating the machlekes doesn't do anything for anybody, and you shouldn't be continuing it, he shouldn't be continuing it. The Chavetz Chaim has an arichas on this, and he says that people are talking Lashon Har and Baalim Machlekes, even though they're your parents, and they're upset with you, why aren't you supporting them? It's also to get involved unless you can make Shalom. And he brings a raya from B'nai Kairach, who was saved because of this father wanted, wanted the support, and they weren't sure who was right, because nobody was really sure that was the challenge, but Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe Rabbeinu, was their Rebbe, and the father was the father, and they figured uh, we're not supporting anybody, and when Moshe Rabbeinu came in, they didn't know whether to get up or not, in the end they decided to stand up, even though that would be a slight to their father's covered, because they said, I'm not sure who's right, maybe Todd's right, but Moshe Rabbeinu, I know, has always been right until now, and therefore, they made that decision, which ultimately saved them. It's very difficult. That does not mean, by the way, and I have dealt with this with a number of families, it doesn't mean that you should go over to your father's enemy or two publicly, especially in front of your parents, and be his best friend. There are a lot of people in this world. You don't have to necessarily dive in, in the same shul, and you don't necessarily have to show him your old chummy 
because the father's going to get more aggravated, and that's not right, and it's also counterproductive. Nafkamid is, you're out of chasna, and he comes over, and he says, Chaim, I haven't seen you so long. We used to be in touch. So then you can't say, I would like to, but my father's really angry at you, so please get out of the way. So that, that you can't do, because even if your father asked you to do that, that's perpetuating the mechalikas. Unless he ba'avled the father, which the father's going to claim, so much that it would be lack of covered not to take his side. It's a serious, serious shayla in both directions, and let's hope it doesn't come up. Let's go to the monetary issue. If chas the parents don't have enough money, we paskin normally, the parents send you shopping. You have to go shopping, and when you get home, you can present them, present them with the $200 shopping bill or whatever it is, and uh, nicely you leave the bill on the table, or nicely you ask them for the credit card. If they don't pay you back, uh, you do it another couple of times and then figure something out, but technically, Mishalav means they have to pay. What happens if they can't? So the Machaber says in Sifhei, Zeshem al-Chilam ashkeu Mishalav ve'em, em yesh loi, ve'em lav, yesh leben, kaifen asav azan oviv. Charity begins at home. So you're kaifer the child to pay. The Machaber says even if the child has to go collecting, the Ramah says, no, it's a regular chiv of tzedakah, but the tzedakah begins here. Machaber doesn't mention this next prop, but the Ramah does, and if all things are equal, the next question I get, this, this Shaila comes up, and a good scenario, the son has a lot of money, he's happy to help out, and he's not happy his parents need it, and he's going to try to get it to them in a respectable way, they don't know what's coming from him, all that is a Dover Pushit. But the Ramah says you should not use Maisa money, if you can afford it. He says, Tavu Ma'era, that somebody used my some money. That's surprising to a lot of people. And the last conversation I had with somebody, uh, I told them, don't give it to your father, get it in a roundabout way. And he said, can I use my some money? And I said, can you not? And he said, no, I can't afford it. So then you use my some money. But if you cannot use my some money, it's uh, much more bukovedik, and there are other reasons behind this. We have no time to go into it now. L'chatchile, it should be other money, which, depending on the expense, could be too much for the child, in which case you go back to whatever money he has. The Machaber continues in Sif Ches, the famous case, That's a purse with golden coins, that's a lot of money. And they're on a cruise somewhere, a kosher cruise to, I guess, uh, Tel Aviv, where else would he be going? Um, and a separate cruise only with learning all day, and then at night, St. Nicholas Abere. I can't give any more disclaimers. You'll figure it out. Uh, so they're on deck, and uh, the father starts taking his wallet out of his pocket and throws it overboard. He wanted to see if money floats. So that's not a normal thing to do. The shaila is, what happens if he did it already? So most people start screaming and yelling. So the reminds us, based on the Gemara, don't get angry. It sounds like when you go through Kippur of Aim, it's talking to Malachim. Don't get angry. But this is keep it it's on the service of Dibris. And you're not, if your friend did it, there's no mitzvah to scream at him either, but it's understandable. Here it's also understandable, but it's an iser. You can't get angry at them. The most powerful lesson. That's the most powerful lesson. You might not know this, but all your sons in camp are learning the sugi keep it of aim. That's the minigun camps, which is good. Children away from their parents. And uh, it's a good sugya to learn. It's a huge sugya, as you see from last year, this year, and next year, whatever we don't finish. And these things come up. It's like, well, when's the last time somebody threw somebody's wallet overboard? The answer is never happens. Many cases take place where it's a lot less of an avla and people fly off the handle. 
So we have to extrapolate from this case that even this case, you have to calm down. And the Ramah says, Let's say he doesn't have the wallet yet, he's just reaching into your pocket. You start thinking, this sounds like a Gemara. And then you start causing the Gemara in your head, and say, uh-oh, I know what's next. So can you prevent it? Now that might take some uh, wrestling, or something you can't, uh, you can't even take a, a splinter out of your father or mother. Xavier, you might cause too much blood. You certainly can't start hitting his Issa uh, Daraisa. It could be a Lito Achi of Misa Rachmalatzlan. If you can daintily prevent it, Yeshamim, the right to Lizak Maz, Shalban Liyam, the Yachalamana, you could try to stop him. Daha, Enochayev, Lachabda, Rachmi Shalav. And this is your wallet. Vein Chilak, the Ramal says, Bain, Lachabda, Lazaro. So the Machaber seems to be holding a Shaila, is there a Machlegis here? But if there is, Machaber seems to hold that to be Matsarim, to embarrass him, to start wrestling with him without making a Chabura, is to be Matsarim, let him throw it overboard, you can take him to within terror later on. Which is also not that respectful, but at least that's an orderly way instead of fighting on deck of a ship. And Ramah says, no, there's no Chilik, and you don't have to let him take the wallet. If he takes the wallet, then you can't get angry, and you can't take him to within terror. The issue over here is uh, a parent who's throwing wallets overboard and the like sounds a bit abusive, and there's a lot written on what to do in these situations. The answer is, if it's the first time it happened, you don't expect it again. It was just a fit of outrage or a scientific experiment on flotation devices, whatever he had in mind. You don't understand it, so then you can't lose it. And according to the Mahabra, maybe you can't stop him. According to the Mahabra, you can if it's ongoing, and again, back to our 13-year-old child, it's ongoing, and these things are being done either out of spite, out of vicious, or just craziness, that the children are going to be growing up emotionally too scarred, then you have to speak to the family rov and maybe the therapist and try to work out something where you're going to have some keep it of aim intact and still have a normal situation. And the rare case where the child can't be there, or if it's a married child and they can't visit as often, okay, but Rav Sternbach is going to remind us in a few minutes, don't jump on that too quickly because the schusim here are, as we'd say, off the charts. Arichas Yamim and Elamazen, Elamaba. And there's an art with Nasiris Nefesh and learning how to deal with even difficult parents. Or parents are not difficult, but they're just older and things are difficult for them and they're more nervous, which comes with the territory. You can't just say, I'm getting emotionally scarred, I'm out of here. We're not that weak. We live in a dar that we can't handle anything, so we're getting more spoiled and more spoiled. There's got to be that balance. And each case is going to have to focus on what that balance is. We can't not defend the children, but we also have to defend the children and the ruchnias and teach them how to be able to cope with things, to be able to make kind of mitzvah, not lose out in this tremendous schar. There's uh, just Derek Agav. There shouldn't be Nagea, but uh, the Gemara says, Yud Beis Chedesh, after a petir of a parent, Harenik Aparis Mishkova, a parent has to say that. So Rashi says, Harenik Aparis Mishkova is a very tall order. It's that any unshim that should come on him should come on the child. So Amesha has a number of chuvas. He denies. He says that that's not what it means. He's not arguing at Rashi. He says, Rashi, he says it's an expression of endearment that if I could help him, I would. I can't. He's in Elamhaba or somewhere else, and I can't help him. I'm by Elamazeh. All these stories you heard about selling Elamhaba and selling Schar. And all. Uh, 
I'm not saying they're all not true, but you can't sell Olam Haba, and you can't buy Olam Haba. And Pasha says you could do things as a child to help the parent, because whatever you do and you learn and you say Kaddish and all these things, helps them, the Olam Amis. But Arena Kabbalah Meshkar is asking for Aisha, Ramesha says, why should you have to take that on yourself? It's quite a machlekes. So Ramesha says, we don't really mean it, we say it as an expression of endearment. And the Vitella Chachman and others say that they can't understand what Chazal would say that's a din, that the Gemara is brought down Shalomar, that you have to say those words. It sounds like you're supposed to mean it. Just, it shouldn't mean a ger for another hundred years or so, but that, that's an important machlekes because the person has to say it. The question is, are they supposed to mean it? Normally, we mean what we say. It shows you the fact that it even is a machlekes. And Rashi sounds like he's saying that, Shalomar says that can't be shot in Rashi. It's also incredible, mysterious nefesh. A person's asking, we have no asaga, the din of Gehenna, Leolena. A person's asking it should come on him instead of his parents out of avos for his parents. That's an incredible amount of mysterious nefesh. The Chabura aspect we won't get into now. It's always with about uh, 20 minutes to go. I start thinking about what to skip. But uh, the uh, summer is here. Anybody playing contact sports with your father or your mother, if she liked that stuff? Uh, I suggest um, maybe um, volleyball if you both stand in the third row in the back. Even then, people have lobbed things over the net and hit people. <laughs> That's not, but uh, tackle football is out of the question. There's a gazer you can't take out a splinter because he might cut too much. You certainly can't tackle him. Uh, if somebody gets bruised, there's bleeding underneath. And there's a shayla in the momentous, because we are focusing on money tonight. Uh, what happens? A uh, series of tshuvas, Shlomo Zalman and the Gesher Chaim, Trokotinsky, from others. What happens? They had a case in Shalayim. The parents can't afford it. The son happened to be a Hatzalah member. And the mother needed shots every day, insulin, whatever it was. And it was expensive to hire a nurse. So what do you do? These shaylas come up. What do you do? Can the, can the son do it? Can the daughter do it? There's a nurse anywhere. She's not a nurse. She knows how to do it. It's not that. Can she do it? Somebody called me with a shayla yesterday. So the parents' hands are shaking, and they, they need the shot. Can they do it? So if you have anybody around within a few miles, you should get them to do it. And often in a firm community, that's very doable. If you can afford it, you should hire somebody. If you can't afford it, nobody's around. And delaying would cause a sakana on a low sugar or something like that. You don't wait, and then it's mutter. The Shaila Chukotinsky dealt with is they're saving money. So some took the angle, fascinating machlik, is that uh, the son can't do it. Let him pay. Ah, we pass him shalav. Answer is, pass him shalav, but we're protecting the son over here. We don't want him to do a bigger risk of cutting too much. That's his problem. And others say, no, it's not. Chazal said it's usher. It says usher. So the writer, it's mishalav. So then why should he have to pay? That's quite a machlik, and that does come up, unfortunately. And um, that's where it gets difficult, the playing of the sports. If your father is going up for a shot and you are playing basketball, let him shoot. You get two milers over there. Number one, he'll feel good about himself that he finally got one in, maybe. Um, you know, let the old man, you know, it's, it's Kedai. Uh, before my sons became six foot two, I was also a Kanaker. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, now um, if, if I'm there, uh, you know, out of Rachmanis, I'm sure they'll... Uh, let me get a shot off. Don't foul them, even if it's the minig. This is not camp, okay? Now, really, a simple thing like this, a hard slap, is a little bruise. That, that's, that's, that's bleeding underneath the skin. That's serious business. Besides the fact, there's probably more of a cover dick when somebody goes up for a shot to actually let them shoot and play the way it was supposed to be played in the first place. So these actually, during the summer, these can be no gaya, so keep that in mind. The question, when the children have to pay, when the parents need help, 
So how do you split it up among the siblings? You'd be amazed that this is sometimes a cause for a fight. I know that's shocking to everybody here. Um, siblings fighting about money, and the parents are alive here. So what's the din? So the din is, it's not, believe it or not, I've had to tell people this, this is Dover Pusha, what I'm about to say, and the wealthier of the children couldn't believe it. So what kind of democratic system is that? What did I tell them? I said it goes according to the income, as in sliding scale. The lower income of the siblings were just fine with that, and they understood that very well. Just, they, 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 I didn't have to explain to them at all. The other half of the family uh, started pushing back. It's Pashat. You give stock according to what you can afford. So if there are 10 siblings. So now the question is uh, finding out who has what money and everybody's uh, pleading poverty. Okay. If the parents get wind of this, that they're fighting who's going to pay for this, and they find out that everybody's saying the other one should pay, you already have violated keep it up aim in a serious way. It's a, it's a bazillion. They shouldn't know you're paying for anything. And in Shachanarach, it's pretty clear that you pay according to what everybody can afford, and you have to figure that out. The second thing that comes up a lot in Shuvahs is a case where one child took the parents in, which is an incredible mitzvah. And the nursing home scenario is if it can't be done any other way. It's always a tremendous amount of serious nefesh to have the parents in, and the cost, if they have money, we pass kimi shalav. If they don't, then, well, there are two scenarios. Either they pull the money according to the tax of each family, or one person does it. I've had this shayla baruch Hashem. One child stepped up, and they called me. They said, I want this chus. I'm inviting them in the house, and they can't afford it and either can he that much, but he's being Mason Efish, and then he wants to know, could I make Cheshbanis now and keep the Cheshbanis to take it off the top later? That's a reasonable question, because he ended up actually borrowing money to make it happen, because nobody had any money. So the answer is yes. The clever thing to do is to tell the other siblings and have it in writing that you're doing so beforehand. If you didn't, and there are chuvas written on that, then you can claim, of course, the siblings are now claiming you did it for free. Why are you making claims now? You can claim that you were not doing it for free. And it's a Beferish Ramah. The Ramah says, interestingly enough, it's, it's Ramah. I've polled a number of people. I don't eat out that much. You'll understand why I say that. So I have to poll people. The Ramah and Hilchas Matana, Reish Mevav, If Ruvain invites his good friend, Achalimi, I want to take out to eat some inexpensive place, reserve cut. That sounds right. That uh, can't cost more than $20 a plate. Echalimi. Uh, and then they eat, and the guy comes over three hours later with the bill. And um, he uh, turns to Uvein, who would I give the bill to? And he said, uh, split it, both of us. And Shimon all of a sudden fainted. And uh, the din is, Sarach l'shalom loy. V'loy amrinon. Matana kayav loy. We don't say he meant it as a present. Well, why don't we say he meant it as a present? He invited him. So it's interesting. I've asked many adults this question, and they said, uh, that's not a kasha the Ramah, but they said, I think the minig is when adults invite, uh, we have a lot of adults here, right? If you invite your friend, uh, Yaakov's a nice guy, you invite Yaakov, you want to go to Reserve Cut? So he said, sure, I haven't been there since last night. So, um, so he uh, goes over, and then you walk in, you say, what are you ordering? And you don't make mention of anything, and so I would, you'll tell me what you think, now or later, I would think um, many people assumed you're taking him out and uh, you invited me. 
some adults said, usually, not always, depends, was there an occasion, was there a birthday? I asked this question to Bachram. Bachram said, no, 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 it's never pushed. I invite you out. It means uh, he'd be happy if I don't ask him to pay. <laughs> well, of course, we're five Bachram are going, and uh, we're all paying our own way. So Amos says the working assumption then was you're paying your own way, and you're not covering somebody else's expenses, and that is used in the time with the Keep It Up M scenario, that even though he paid for everything for 25 years, he can come and say, no, no, I didn't mean to pay for that. I meant I didn't want to bother you then. It was a bizarre for, for, for mommy and tati, I, but I planned on getting it back. And that taina, unless you have raya's fakert, uh, will resonate. Rav Sternbach has a number of chuvas, fascinating chuvas on the nursing home, home scenario. And he reminds you over and over again that keep it of aim, which it doesn't do by any other mitzvah, except for Tamil Chacham. And he said, it's not one mitzvah, take them in, it's ongoing mitzvahs, night after night after night, day after day after day, 100 mitzvahs a day. With that said, it's not always possible, it's not always doable. Person's married, there's a spouse, sometimes the spouse is a tremendous ally for this, sometimes they can't handle it, depending on the complexities of the relationship, uh, and you try to explain what a schus it is for both of you. As a lot goes into the decision, but it's an incredibly important decision, it should be made slowly and carefully. What he does mention, and I thought this is fascinating, the answer Kasha always had. The theme of Kibbutz Abayim is that it's a mitzvah almost superseding any other mitzvah, except for Tamatera. And we put so much chashivas to Kibbutz Abayim, which is why it's in the difference. Let me ask you a simple question. Why is it that any other mitzvah you have to pay up to a 50 or assets? That's a lot of money. All of a sudden, by Kibbutz Abayim, we pass Kibbutz Abayim, not one penny. All the other mitzvahs you got, by Lula, you got to pay money. All of a sudden, over here, you go shopping, come home, ta, here's the bill. Why is that? It's a good question. The answer is, is that if you're really supporting them, the bills can be ongoing, and it's like supporting another family. Most people can't afford it. Most people couldn't afford it then for sure. Most people can't afford it now. And if they can afford it, why should you have to pay the food bill? The keep it up aim is servicing them. They're not able to go shopping, so you go shopping for them. They can't cook, so you cook for them. They have money, they're not uh, charity cases, why should they not pay? Sturmbach makes the following argument, which I think is fabulous, the only truth I ever saw this in, and it's such an important point. He says, what is the din? And it dovetails with a famous Maisef of Chaim. There was a guy in Brisk who was... In Brisk at the time, he asked up Chaim, his father was in Warsaw, and he wasn't well, and he said, I have to go visit my father. My father wants me to visit. It wasn't a medical emergency. It takes a while to get there, and I really don't have a lot of money, and the train to Warsaw is a lot of money, and I don't think my father's going to pay me back, so what do I do? That's the yes, up Chaim. You think, you're all thinking as Americans, what a klutz kasha. But in Europe, they didn't have a lot of money. We wouldn't think twice about a train ticket or a plane ticket for that matter. We fly in planes, go to Hasnas. But he says a lot of money, and uh, I don't think I'm going to get paid back. And I, th- I learned the sugyim. Paskim mishalav elam mishalben. Sabchayim said, "You're 100% right. Walk." <laughs> he said. So I always understood the story from the Musar aspect. Like, what kind of ridiculous kasha? Your father is not well. He's in Warsaw. He wants to see you. Like, go every day. You ask me a kasha. You might not get paid back. But all you can't ask a kasha and a maisa. I thought you can't bring rice and maisa. This maisa, everybody brings and all the chuvas. Because the lumdus here is very important, and that is that anything you could be doing yourself, you could walk, uh, but you want to take a train because it's easier, so then you pay for that. That has nothing to do with this, Sugya. What I didn't understand, I don't fully understand it now either, I checked 
Brisk is 130 miles, give or take, from Warsaw. I don't remember, 130 miles, 100 kilometers. That's a long walk. So what do you mean walk? Walk is the tiny that, why are you lazy? You want to take a train? I understand, I don't want to take a train. So walk, but nobody walks. So I, I figured out, I didn't, I didn't, uh, when I heard the mice at first, I tried to get the details. I didn't come up with anything to support this, but I think it's never push it. It must be that people were poor then, and they walked. They walked from town to town to town to town to town, and the wealthier people to... I told this over to my shver, and he said, my shver was uh, raised in McKeesport. He said, in the 19, late 40s, early 50s, there was a guy who walked from McKeesport, Pennsylvania, to New York. Hundreds and hundreds of... I said, come on. He walked? He said, I'm not saying he didn't get a lift any part of the way, but he walked. It took him a few weeks. Why did he do that? I thought he was going to tell me, keep it of aim. I don't know why he did it. He said he did it because the, nobody had a, a, an extra puta. They were all refugees, and they can't. McKeesport. So they walked. So Chaim said, I know it's a long one. Now, the father needs him tomorrow, and he's not going to be here, so then you don't walk for two weeks. But apparently it was done. Today, I believe, if that shot, if, if my shot is correct, then today, if somebody takes a plane to California, but his parents live there, and he says, who pays the bills? So Chaim wouldn't say, well, you lazy person. Well, walk. Well, you want to be? You up. Nobody walks to California. We don't even walk down the block. <laughs> so that's a pretty important nafkamina. If I'm reading it right, it's hard to know because I look for sources for the story. That's just one quick story. Rav Sternbach suggests, though, and this sort of answers my question, he says, I don't really understand the ghetto over here. He himself says in a tshuva. He says, anything you would do for friends, anything you do as a matter of your daily activities, you certainly have to do for your parents. If your friends get married in Chicago, would you fly there? Of course you'd fly there. So all of a sudden, your parents are in Chicago, they're in L.A., and I don't know, um, do I have to pay? Michel Avila, Michel Ben. He says, he doesn't, this is unique. I didn't see any other Chuba say this. He says that he's not convinced that this goes under Michel Avila, Michel Ben. He said he heard a story, he's a rov, he had a kill in South Africa. He said somebody in South Africa told him that he asked a different rov about phone calls. There was a time, if you remember, we used to make phone calls. I remember from Flappers to Muncie. I grew up. Uh, they were expensive. And there was a time, I had a conversation with somebody recently. He was in the office talking to me, asking me a shayla, and I heard he got another call in the background. He screamed out, tell him I'm, I'm on a long-distance call. He got back to me. I said, don't ever say that again. That sounds ridiculous. What do you mean you're on a long-distance call? There is no long-distance call today. He's, he remembers it from his gear said Yankasa. So this fellow asked, uh, you know, I'm calling from South Africa, Derek Disrael, wherever it was, who has to pay? So Stumble says he was told that he doesn't have to pay. Mishalav, Elam, Shabbat. Stumble says he thinks it's wrong. He says, oh, you're going to mail him postcards or else you're asking for the stamps? So what's together? It's together, he feels, is whatever's normal in a relationship that you would do for friends, or why should parents be worse? It's the ongoing expensive. You, you're going shopping every week. You have to buy all their food every week if they can afford it. But this, if it's crass to ask for it, now, this is a very common shayla. I've asked this countless amount of times. The parents live out of town, and they want them to visit, and they really can't afford it. The plane tickets uh, to California, to Israel, it is a shayla, and you can ask, but the get there that he's suggesting, I think, is, um, is, is very interesting. It's certainly noteworthy enough to figure out within the family dynamics and the financials what the, what the din would be. Can we go another five minutes? We started... Uh, Five minutes by me goes very slowly. You know that. So we'll... Uh, <laughs> if anybody asks Davin Shachos, let me know. The...
Okay, let me mention, we spent a while in Kibbutz Avam. I want to mention two dinim. One applies in the other direction to the kids, and then we'll uh, finish up with spouses. What's the din with the Bar Mitzvah money? What's the din when somebody gives a gift to your children? So, as you're all aware, the Gemara says that if the children find a Metziah, it goes to the parents, mitam eva. Gemara has a machlekes, whether it means only little children, poor Bar Mitzvah, Bas Mitzvah, or anybody samech al shulchan avim. We pass like Rabbi Yechanan that even if they're big children over Bar Mitzvah, Bas Mitzvah, if they're still samech al shulchan avim, which today is usually when they're still living in the house, then the Metziah goes to the parents. Okay, how often did your kids come home with a diamond ring they found on the street in a place with Rav Akum? Doesn't happen very often. It could, but most of the time parents don't ask them for it anyway. Try to lose what's the din. So the Ramah says, Huadin im hervichu This is this is huge. We start off with Metziah. Okay, Metziah doesn't happen too often. You found the Metziah, so keep it. So what parents can ask them for Metziah. Ramah seems to say, Huadin, their salary. Okay, now already we're talking money. And most, many, I shouldn't say most, many situations, kids working, certainly if they're a little bit older, they're still living in the house, making a salary, save it for your chasna money, save whatever you want. I don't need the money, I don't want the money. In a good scenario, Baruch Hashem, that's the case. That's not always the case, though. I've been asked many times by the children and the parents, they need help. So the good news is I've had many uh, young women, not as many young men, because usually learning yeshiva, they're not making much money at that age, Many young women have asked me, I want to help out. My parents need help. Uh, how do I do it? So I tell them, there's a way to do it. Don't let your parents know it's coming from you. If you can do that, and do it in a covered go away. It's Gavaldic when they ask, uh, should they do it? Others ask, rightfully so, again, do I have a chiv to do it? I'd rather not do it, but I, I will do it if, if the Allah says I should. So the first thing you bring up is this Ramah. It says, you're asking, assuming it's your money, and should you donate to the pot? The Ramah sounds like you just said it's not your money. That's a pretty big and the Ramah seems to be, the Semperi Ramah seems to be supported by the Shach, and the Sivas has kashas, which he discussed, the Al-Chashuchan takes the kashas, and he says he doesn't think that's Pratna Ramah. He thinks that when they're working for the family business, it's one thing. If they have their own geshaft, it does not go to the parents. So it seems to be a Machlokas Achorin, how we paskin on this. Shailas, who's the most like a obviously I would counsel parents not to ask them for the money. Why start up if you don't need it? The question is, you have to sometimes know, at least in your Paskin the Shailas, or asking the Shailas, what's the Iker Adin? And there is such a Ramah, many read Ramah, that as they're still Saimach HaShulchan Avim, it's not their money. If the parents tell them, you keep it, which is hopefully a good scenario, then fine. The question is, well, if they say, I'd love to have you keep it, I, we can't afford it, and we need your help. The interesting caveat to that is that if you're means you're supporting them. Caveat to that is that if you're supporting married children, let's say your son-in-law is learning and you're having tremendous nachas and all of a sudden your daughter found something or daughter's making money and you find out there's excess and you need help. So the place can point out not so quick. If you obligated yourself, let's say, to five years, then that's your heschaivis. You're just filling your obligation. I thought that was interesting. So then that doesn't count. If it's now year number six and you never promised that, then they're back to giving over their metzias and maybe their salaries according to the Ramah. Okay, we're going to save the spousal for next year. I'm going to end off with two just hashkafic uh, issues briefly. And that is... The 
since we quoted Rosh Sternbuch, I wanted to uh, mention this concept he quotes in Tan Vadas, which is his Sefer on Chumash. You might remember recently uh, in Parshas Balak, Bilam gave us a number of tremendous compliments. It's a chidish nifla that where Ger is this, but it's not Bilam. Kosh Baruch Hu put the Nevoah in his mouth, so it has Kedusha and it's in Chumash. We even start off davening with it. Mateva Allah Yaakov. So he says, many pshatim and what this compliment is, Pasha Pshat, the oil was facing a different direction, they didn't look in, they had sneers, they respected people's privacy. He says that, he thinks Mateva Allah Yaakov as Bilam understood that he didn't look at their houses as mere tents. This isn't just for the Midbar, where they were talking tents. This is Lederi Deris. This is a bracha for Klai Yisrael, a compliment for Klai Yisrael. And he says that the key to life is bearing in mind, certainly when it comes to halacha and finances, that we're here for our ruchnias only, and whatever money is around is to be used only for that purpose. And if you start believing it's all in the size of your house and the value of your house and the bricks that you own, then you're in trouble. So he says, the godless Ecclesiastes, Matevu, Allah, Yaakov, is that Ecclesiastes looks at everything as a mere tent. He quotes the famous Maisel of Chavetz Chaim, that uh, Europe was poor. Within Europe, Rodden was even more poor. And within Rodden, you walked to the Chavetz Chaim's house, and there was nothing there. A rickety chair, a rickety table, no carpeting. Rebetzin once asked to get a, just a, a wooden floor. He had a dirt floor. Chavz Chaim says that Anim walk in with mud on their galoshes and they're going to feel uncomfortable. So she uh, pulled out her card. She said, uh, Chaim Eiser has a wooden floor. So he said, Chaim Eiser, what's the sheiches? He's a Nasi B'Yisrael. She didn't get away. He meant it. <laughs> she figured, Chaim Eiser, two people running class. Well, Chaim Eiser and Chavz Chaim. So they figured that would be Shava B'Shava. Chavz Chaim didn't see the Tushtel at all. And they kept their dirt floor. And the famous Misa was, there's an American businessman who came, and he walked in with a little suitcase, and he couldn't believe what he saw. I said, Rebbe, i got to get you some chairs. Where's all your furniture? I thought maybe they just maybe took them all out to put in a wooden floor or something. Where is everything? And he asked them, where's your furniture? I said, where's my furniture? Uh, I'm just passing through. And Chavaz Chaim said, so am I. That's the Matev Allah and we have a house for one reason, Within charity begins at home, is to invite your children back because they need your support, and Mr. Shem, your grandchildren, because they need the support. I had one parent complain to me just last week. He says, what's the shear? I said, what's the problem? He said, I have 14 of them. They all want to come on the same Shabbos. I said, Baruch Hashem. Okay, so you got to figure out what you can handle. The second part of the is charity begins at home, your parents. And per Stormbuck's Shuva, the decision to take them in where you could take, you got the best nursing home in the world. No one's going to argue, not even a nursing home operator or owner, that you could do a better job at home if you can handle it, even though sometimes it's rough. If the home is there as an oil in terms of the Gashmias, but only there to serve parents, children, Archim, Aniyim, then you fulfilled this Pasuk. And Amir Hashem, we'll close with the Rambam, last Rambam in Hilchas Malachim, which is the last Rambam in Yad HaChazaka, and there's a reason for that. As you've noticed in life, 
a lot of halachas are often questioned or compromised or fought about because of monetary issues. Chiyuvim in the marriage, husband to wife, wife to husband, to children, living up to a schaivus that you promised, and in keeping of aim, who's going to take care of it? You would think the old expression, uh, two parents could take care of ten children, and ten children are struggling to take care of two parents. The good news is, and this is very apropos for the three weeks and the nine days, and Amir Tzashem Tishabov, which will be canceled. The Rambam says, he's describing Tkufa Mashiach. Rama passed like Shmuel, that the day-to-day existence, you won't get up out of bed and fly to Shul. You'll walk to Shul, drive to Shul. But the Mailah, not a Mailah, it's crucial for Klai we'll have Kabbalists, we'll have the Kapara, we'll have the Kedusha, we won't have Shibit Malchus, the UN will cease to exist because they do nothing now. Somebody once asked me, where's all the money that Ram is about to discuss going to come from? Ram is about to say, everybody's going to be sitting and learning. I said, one foreign aid bill from just America, forget the EU, one foreign aid bill. Just cut out all, they're doing it now almost. <laughs> what, this, everybody could sit and learn 25 times over, all 20 million of us. So then he asked me, I don't understand, who's going to run the stock market? So I said, uh, you'll have to train somebody in. It's, there's got to be a way to do it. It's going to be a different, uh, we're not going to be in Manhattan, and we're not going to want to be in Manhattan. And the Rambam says the purpose of this, there won't be any famine, there won't be any mochamah, there won't be any kina, no fighting. Why not? So the Rambam says in one line, and why were we fighting until now? Why were there wars fought every day since Nimrod? Money. Money, money, covered. All the same thing. Everything you need is going to be as plentiful as anybody would possibly desire. You would say, no, that's dangerous, and everybody's going to get on their yacht and start eating and uh, making barbecues all day. Ram says, no, we're going to understand the purpose of all this. Not just the Eden. I suppose this Rama means the Goyim will be working by day, so you have to have an economy and be Kaveitim and Zayim Mitzvahs at night, and we'll be learning all day and all night. For Tayyag Mitzvahs, that's my conjecture. It says, Kalaylam. Will become tremendous. This will also do away with all these difficult financial shilas within the relationships. And it'll be shalom, it'll be this Tishabov already. for the informative and important shir. Rabbi say one another way to do keep it of aim is if your parents are uh, alive and well, you can sponsor a share in for this and If they're no longer with us, then you can sponsor Lila Nishmasam. Tonight's she is sponsored by Mr. and Mrs. Aaron Tauber, Lila Nishmas Oviv, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Alva Shalom, Swiftie's Yard Side is tonight, Chofkas Tamus, and Nishmas through Robert Sarachayim. The sponsor is Shia, call Irgenshire at Tara at 718 851 8651 or email tape center 
at yeshivanet.com. Yashikaras, welcome for coming. CDs will be available shortly. Ruchananya ben Akashem, Rasagarish Bokhulazakis, is a shell figure, Hebelum Torah, Mitzvahs, Shanem Alan, Hofis, Amansivka, Yagdul Torah, Yadeh.